Welcome to Growing Through Grief. I'm your host, Diana Curtis. Growing Through Grief is a weekly sprinkle of education and inspiration to help you take action that leads to personal freedom and greatness. I share powerful conversations with grief experts, spiritual advisors, and other courageous souls in this transformational podcast. I believe with the right support and the power of community, you can eliminate unnecessary prolonged grief. I'm here to teach you how to normalize, recognize, and use grief as a growth tool. I've been a champion for growth for decades since the loss of my mother. Together, we are growing. I'll give you weekly tips and small steps that will move the needle forward so that you are experiencing a healthy inner relationship with yourself. Let's get started. Hello there, and welcome back to the Growing Through Grief podcast. I'm your host, Diana Curtis. So how are you feeling today? I start with that question because I want you to check in with yourself right now and answer the question. How are you feeling today? So yes, we're going to be talking about feelings and emotions today. I know that's a tough one sometimes. You know, and we're going to be talking about those feelings and emotions that create space for you to cry. Tears of joy, tears of peace, love and happiness. And oh yes, tears of sadness, tears of overwhelm and fear, worry. The list is long, long, long. So I've been around a lot of pain and confusion lately. And I confess some of the pain and the confusion has been my very own. I own that. But what I know for sure is there are so many ways to release that energy of sadness and pain. And one big way is tears. Tears are so soothing and comforting and they come so easily and without effort when we allow them to. When you don't tell your tears no, As they're saying, yes, 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 I want to be there for you. I want to help you express and release some pain and emotions and energy that is really wanting to release itself from your body. It's always great when people come to their tears. And I believe there are two kinds of tears. There are tears of that desperate kid that I don't think is so helpful. You know what I mean by the desperate kid, the one is on the floor and kicking and screaming and asking for what they want and threatening to not stop the screaming until they get what they want. Usually they don't get what they want. To me, that's just a reenactment. Now I'm not saying to stop crying in that fashion. I'm not saying it's bad, but it doesn't normally move anything forward and good chance you won't get what you desire. But there are also the kind of tears that move things forward, that move you forward. And these are tears with a purpose attached. You want to feel what you need to feel. So that purpose is to create space for you to do just that, 
to feel what you need to feel and to express and release what needs to be released in that right now moment so that you can be in touch with any grief, any sadness, any loneliness, anything that you need to be in touch with in that moment, anything that you are experiencing in the moment. And when I do that, when you do that, you know that you have helped yourself feel better. And you know that the moment that you're in is the only moment that you have, right? So the key is to be present in that moment with your pain. Where there's a lot of sadness and grief, you get an opportunity to release some of that through tears and at least allow yourself to experience some of the pain in every moment and every situation. And you will feel better instantly. Why? Because you've given the pain an opportunity to express and release itself. And you will feel more alive. Many individuals feel a lack of aliveness because they rely on coping mechanism. You know, those coping mechanisms I'm referring to. It could be drugs. It could be sex. It could be alcohol. It could be shopping. That list is so long. You might feel that the sadness and the grief is way too much for you to bear. It's way too much to allow yourself to experience it in the moment, especially when there's nobody there to witness it with you. So what do you do? You might push the emotion down. The number one thing I love doing with my clients is to encourage them to feel the authentic sadness and grief that they have. And when they do, they feel better. And I know that I've done a great thing for them. It's a great step on their healing path. So many of you think you have to start somewhere big, but that's not true. Start where you are. Start where you're ready to start. Start where you feel safe to start. Have you noticed that there is usually some form of trauma or a traumatic experience before grief shows up? And that trauma creates parts and pieces of you that lingers inside forever until it's given the attention that it deserves. Now, you might realize that there are two parts of you, two parts that we're going to speak about today. And one is the wounded child and the other is the healthy you that cannot be damaged ever And you're always seeking to return to that healthy part of you that never changes no matter your experiences. And that's the part of you that's always wanting to feel loved, to be seen, to be heard, to feel peace and joy and happiness. And there's also parts of you, let's just call that the unhealthy parts of you that are always guiding you towards wholeness, towards that healthy part of you, towards the joy and the peace. It's always guiding you back to your center. But the problem is most individuals resist and fight against that guidance, against that journey that will lead you back to that love and peace, this joy that's waiting for you. It never goes anywhere. It's just covered with pain. So here's the thing. 
you must go through an expiration of healing to return to that place, that place of true essence, that place of love, that place of purity. And that expiration process doesn't have to be hard. It will require some work. Yes, yes, yes. But it can be gentle. It can be compassionate every step of the way. And you will surely shed a lot of tears during your process. So what about you? Do you allow yourself to cry? Not just for the sake of crying, even though that's not a bad idea because you're still releasing the energy around the pain. And notice how you can see more clearly after a good cry. Your vision is clear. And the question I had for myself is, is it a coincidence that tears come from the eyes? No, it's not. There's sight, there's vision, there's clarity in your eyes. Have you ever been so angry that the only thing you could do was to cry? Underneath all that anger is pain and sadness. So know that you're doing yourself a favor when you feel angry and you allow yourself to just cry it through. You not only feel less angry, but you also release some of the pain underneath. Now, here's the thing. You have had so many things to cry about, right? So many things have happened in the past. But the question is, what are you going to do with those traumatic events of the past that's now vibrating like fire in your present? How do you bring it all to the present? Do you bring that pain forward into the present with the intention to heal it? Or do you bring those painful events to the present only to recycle, to regurgitate them over and over and over again? Don't you just love choice? It's your choice. So take a moment to think about those things that happen in your life, those things that you wanted and you deserved as a child, as a young adult, even as an adult, but you never received them. The most common pain I've experienced, not only for myself, but many others, including my clients, is the child inside that never got the love and nurturing of a parent. Now that adult self is still longing to be held and loved by your parent. It doesn't matter if you were adopted and you never knew your parents or whether you lost your parents due to death, like me, or your parent may be still alive, but emotionally incapable of loving you because of their own trauma. Not being seen or heard by a parent can be one of the most traumatic and devastating experiences ever. Not having the satisfaction of being seen and nurtured and cared for by mom and or dad can be devastating. The truth is that sadness around not having mommy and daddy in the past is a memory that you're bringing into your future. They were not available for you. Some of you still have time to find out what happened. And you could ask, I suppose, 
I'm not recommending this, but if this resonates with you and you have that type of relationship with your parents, you could ask them what their lives were like when you were very young. What was your life like when you were young? What was happening to you? What was happening for them? Now, it won't change what happened in the past, but it could shift your perspective as you be with the present moment and as you move into your future. It could shift your entire relationship with your parents. Now, here's another question. Here's a real question. What do you want to do about the past now that you're in a different state of mind, you're in a different time, a different presence? What do you want to do with that past? Will you allow that I am missing mommy and daddy part of you to dictate your actions, your decisions, or your life direction? Know that it cannot, it will not dictate or control you unless you deny it. Unless you don't hold space for that pain. If you can recognize that pain, if you can recognize that it's there, and just hold that part of you, allow that for yourself and not be ashamed of it, it can't dictate you. It can only control and dictate you if you deny the pain is there. And when you try and compensate for it, it's never going to control you as long as you are aware of it. Be willing to feel whatever is there. Feel what's there. Pain arises in all kinds of situations. The pain of not receiving the love of your parents is only one of many painful situations that can be present in your life. It's your willingness to be with the pain that will ensure that you're not driven or controlled by the pain or by the loss. In this case, I miss mommy and daddy. Consider not worrying so much about the memories, because the memories may remain. Instead, place your attention on your feelings and your emotions. Just deal with the emotions as they arise. Just hold them. Find a space where you can hold them. It's important to move the emotions through your body. Yes, we want to hold them. We want to encourage them. But we also want to move them through your body, and you can do this through yoga, meditation, massages, any type of body work. Find a space where you can hold those emotions, then they won't run your life. So there you are. You now have three great tips for your toolbox. Number one, cry when you feel like crying. You're doing yourself a favor. Number two, Create space for all of your emotions. Treat them as if they are your children. Nurture and comfort them the same as you would a child, your children. And number three, if you are afraid to witness and be with your emotions alone, seek out a professional, a trusting friend, and ask them to hold the space with you as you encourage and be with that pain. And always, always know what you're going for. Know what your intention is. Know what your goal is. Know who you are growing into. Who are you becoming? Be realistic and be truthful with yourself. 
If your parents are deceased, accept that change in your life. Accept things have changed as you knew them. You had certain expectations with your parents or your loved ones that have changed. Now seek other ways of honoring your parents to keep them alive in your soul, to keep them alive in the world. Learn how to live without your parents in the physical or your sibling or your child or your spouse, whomever you have lost. Learn how to live without them in a healthy way. Then celebrate and feel grateful for every moment of the process. And know that you've cleared space for more joy and peace to flow in. The good stuff can't flow in if the heart is closed off. If the heart is filled with the pain of the past, it's filled with past hurts. And I hope you will give yourself permission to cry when you need to. Go ahead and do it now if you need to. Feel better now. I am so thankful that you're in this space with me. Let's just keep on growing together through it all. Without you, I know I would just be talking to myself. So again, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I will see you next week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Growing Through Grief and being part of this loving community of women. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share and spread the word. Let's help all women become richer and more nourished in their heart so that they're able to just keep on rising. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or topic ideas, or you would like to be a guest on my show, you can reach me directly at coachingtotheheart.org. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode. In the meantime, keep on growing.